This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tikkanen. Welcome, everyone. We're going to have a very interesting episode as we are discussing how to choose the activity center for your EU project or any large-scale project. We will discuss the main considerations you really should know and what are the most common pitfalls. And we have a great guest for this episode. She has done her bachelor and master's degrees at Nova School of Science and Technology in Portugal and her PhD in Biomedical Engineering in University of Twente. Then she has worked as Rossing Research and Development Center in Netherlands for eight years, eight years coordinating and managing EU research projects related to e-health. She has also been teaching courses on physical activity, digital health and virtual coaching at the University of Twente. She has acted as a board member for five years in International Society for the Measurement of Physical Behavior and last month she started as Chief Customer Officer at Fibian. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Dr. Miriam Caprita. Welcome, Miriam. Thank you very much. What a nice introduction. Thank you very much. Yeah, so great to have you. And and you have pretty extensive experience uh, in different projects in e-health between industry and universities. Could you tell a little bit more about your background and projects you have been in? Yes, as you said, I uh, I'm working in this uh, type of projects, your project since 2013, so almost uh, 10 years. I started actually as part of uh, my PhD research, and yeah, I I find this uh, this type of projects very interesting, very motivating, very um, the dynamics of the inter- international consortium and very mul- multidisciplinary. That's always. Um, a key uh, factor of this project. So I've been working in all types of uh, different projects, and maybe we can we can talk a bit about there because you are you have projects that are very focused on uh, discovering new knowledge. Uh, so in the case, I'm talking about digital health and you know, health in general, about understanding the disease, understanding the even physical activity, uh, the relation between physical activity and environment. So the most, I think those are more in line what w- with what we would expect in uh, other types of projects and grants, uh, but also uh, projects much more, uh, let's say, uh, looking at uh, interventions at a public health level, but also uh, targeting behavior change interventions at the Individual, so how, I don't know, mobile applications to help uh, changing behavior. And for all of these, uh, is, there is a, a role, or there are a lot of different projects where there is a role for uh, physical activity. And I would like also to mention sleep. So we talk about the 24 hour cycle more and more. Yeah, so so maybe not all, all our listeners, as they are coming from different countries outside of EU, maybe they don't know what kind of EU projects there are. Could you give some kind of overview of different projects? Yeah, I think but just start one step back. What what do we 
yeah, what are these, what are EU projects? So the European Commission um, has uh, uh, defines uh, research and innovation funding programs. Let's call um, with uh, within a certain time frame. So, for example, now we are in what is called the Horizon Europe that started in 2021, 22 until uh, 27. Um, where the European Commission defines what are the topics that are of, of not just interest, but relevance uh, to, uh, to invest for research and innovation. Um, uh, for example, just to give an example now, in this, in this Horizon Europe, you have different missions, being one uh, cancer, for example, one of the greatest, uh, of course, uh, diseases uh, or most problematic, let's say, diseases, um, but also climate. So I, I'm here talking about health, but it goes much more than, uh, than health. Uh, so climate, uh, space, also uh, everything. And then there are different funding uh, opportunities. Uh, and as a, uh, from, in my case, I work mostly in uh, research and, uh, and innovation uh, uh, programs, uh, projects. And there are some, or some things that are common to all projects. You need to have an international consortium. So it cannot be only partners from one country. And sometimes it needs to be three or more, or then it, it depends a bit. Uh, and multidisciplinary. And then there are there are other considerations, but I think uh, this is uh, important, especially the international and going maybe a bit to the next step, because you have to comply to the national regulations and to the European uh, regulations uh, in this uh, in this case. And of course, all kind of so if you are measuring behavior or the cultural differences language differences because i don't know how many languages we have in europe so of course if you are developing solutions you need to to translate so there are these are complex projects and it can be um uh, from a couple of thousands of euros but until mm. 40 million euros, I don't know, uh, some uh, the normal, let's say, uh, average size, we talk about five, six million uh, euros projects. Um, so that's, uh, that's it. So just keep in mind, I think most important is international and um, multidisciplinary uh, projects, social, combining social sciences, um, exact sciences, uh, very often also uh, policy makers. Uh, so it's, it's not only for academia, that's also important, academia, industry, uh, public organizations working together. And so there's, there's a lot of different topics, health being, being one of them. Uh, how, how do you see in health, how often physical activities is an important part in the health health calls because usually they are multidisciplinary. There's probably different fields. How, how do you see the role of physical activity? Yeah, that's a very interesting question because what I, I've been experiencing is it's more and more important. You have these uh, the, the real world data, real evidence uh, that uh, while a few years ago maybe wouldn't be so... So relevant, you see that physical activity comes more and more because we know that uh, how much you move has a huge influence on your health and, and not just that, well-being. Just for mm. well-being, I think just the idea that physical activity is also important for well-being and, of course, the distinction between health and well-being could give a completely different episode, so I'm not going there. It's very important because 
As I said, I, I've seen projects, for example, where uh, physical activity was measured to understand um, uh, movement in the cities, for example, uh, how uh, urban, which path people choose or for urban planning, for uh, Internet of Things, smart cities, I don't know, all the, the buzzwords that you have, but also um, at a more, a very much more um, individual focused uh, project uh, to create solutions, I don't know, to, um, to support the treatment of a COPD, a respiratory condition. So very targeted, very focused on the individual. And like if you're measuring physical activity for urban planning or for a treatment of a disease, it's probably very different things that you want to measure from the physical yeah. activity. Could you give some kind of idea what kind of things you might want to measure and how would you classify different kind of things of physical activity that you measure, measure in, in different kind of projects? I, I think, I don't know if I will answer your question exactly, but I think it, it depends also on how fine-grained you need your, your information. Because, for example, if you want to have an idea of how active a person is in general over months, you know, uh, then maybe the accuracy of the, the device you choose is not so important if, if you measure you would go to steps that's the most because it's what people understand and if you want to provide feedback that's a different mm. point if you want to provide feedback to the to the research participant steps is something that people understand the concept so it's not it doesn't really make a difference if it's plus 100 minus 100 it's it evens out uh, but if you are doing a very specific uh, if you are in a project that really looks I know thinking about the case, you know, in clinical practice at recovery after surgery, and it's really about the movement. How do we you move after a, a surgery? Then the accuracy of the device plays it's much more important. The same thing, for example, if we talk about more Internet of Things or even in movement in a building, just to be easier, not to move in a city, but in a building for some reason, factory, you just want to know if person went from point A to B or if it passed by point A and B. How mm. got there doesn't matter that much. So it's uh, it's very, very various. You have a lot of different cases. I think it's very difficult to say just one. Yeah, there's a lot, lot of things. And, and you have been choosing activity trackers or ways to measure physical activity in different projects. What were the considerations when you when you started to do do the work to choose choose something? It's a a, a very again big question and I, I life in the last years got somehow easier but also difficult. And let me explain. Because a few years ago when I started you only had or mostly, not only, but mostly at the research, what we call the research-oriented devices. So mm. uh, the, that we we all know, Actigraph, uh, ActivePal, uh, you know, this, uh, this type of devices. And then I, I could say in the last 10 years, there was a boom of all the consumer devices that bring some advantages, some disadvantages. So you got more offer. That's why I say, should be easier but on the other hand it's always and i didn't work in the project that said okay this is the device that we want to use and we want to go for consumer or we want to go for research oriented is it's always a trade-off 
and I don't have a right and wrong, this is the device you should choose, but there are a lot of considerations and I, I would um, make a, a summary or suggest, I think you, there are three components that, uh, or three topics that you always consider. One is the, the burden for the, for the participant uh, the research participant, um, and I, I, I think I, it's easier than I go through each one of them. The other is, of course, if you are measuring because you want to to discover new knowledge. You want, in this case, uh, research and create research and innovation, and so you need data. You need to make sure that you get the the data. And the third one, most challenging one at this moment. Um, you have uh, considerations related to compliance with the, with the regulations. Because as I said, you are these projects, you have to deal with European regulation, but also with national uh, regulations, mostly concerned data privacy. So yeah, if I, I would just suggest that we go a bit, we can go a bit through each one of these um, topics. Yeah, so, sounds good. Should we start from, from one, so par participant? burden let's go with that yeah i think the for for the first one it also depends the first question that we have to ask ourselves is for how long will we be measuring physical activity because if it's one day two days a week maybe okay we can we can consider asking participants to do something whatever it is every day or something but if we go to a month scale to two months three months six months the thing we want to avoid the most is dropouts. No research. There is no researcher who wants uh, uh, dropouts. Dropouts cost money, cost time. Uh, so how can we, the question is always, how can we, um, or what, uh, what are the factors that will make the, the life easy, putting in this mm. way, for the participant? And I can just name a few. So first, I think battery. Uh, if someone has to charge a device every day, the chance that we'll forget because we all have, or most people have smartphones or you have these, or you have that you forget to charge your devices and you don't want to add yet another device to charge. Um, another point I would say, uh, comfort. You yeah. don't comfort is easiness to use. You don't want to wear something that, uh, I don't know, that, uh, irritates your skin or, uh, that, uh, you don't feel uh, comfortable. Um, after a while. Um, then let me just think about things from, uh, from projects. Um, uh, no, I think I will leave that to the, to the end. But uh, um, for example, do I need to install another app in my phone? This is something that is a comment that, a comment that comes very often when using commercial devices. Because uh, I don't know if you have a Garmin device, a Fitbit device, you always need to install the app on your phone next to sometimes the app of the study and it's another app and some mm. people don't feel that comfortable with it because, okay, it can be that you give a, another device to the person. So the app is not installed on the, on the personal device, but then the person needs to carry another device. So you either install on the phone and some people are reluctant about that, or you give another device also reluctancy. Then if we go, of course, just talking about physical activity uh, measurement in general, uh, if you bring a device to inside the, the house of people, some, some people show some concerns and 
honest. I don't know, with cameras, with microphones, or even uh, what I said, even if you give a smartphone uh, with the app installed, like, oh, maybe it's recording, maybe not. People can have these questions. And the, the one that I left to the end, and that is the most tricky, I think, is also um, in some projects we saw that, um, especially when you have like adult population, you have a very broad, you want to do a study uh, with adult population. Uh, and this is, of course, a bit generalizing, but the younger population doesn't mind to have, you know, uh, a watch or to have something that's visible and it's not a problem. But I also, in my, in my research, I also encountered, uh, especially more with elderly people, older people that say, I don't want anything visible because then my neighbor, my friend thinks oh it's being or control ah oh, it's not good off his head needs to to have something to uh, to be monitored so mm -hmm. it's better to have something that's hidden so uh, in some projects we also had the need to to search for solutions that would provide different options for wearing or where where to put the sensor some hidden uh, and some not, um, others don't mind if, uh, if it's visible, if the sensor is visible. No, no, those, those are very good points. And I think many times as a, as a researcher or a project worker, you, it's very important for you that the project succeeds, but for the user, it's just a burden for them. They, they have a busy daily life. They have everything going on. So it's, it's about really small things and. Often as a researcher, we don't think it because for us, it's so important. It's our work. It's, we put our time, we got the funding. So, so I, I can really see the, like the battery, the comfort, simple thing like installing an app. Quite often our phones are full. We take pictures and it starts to get full and then you installing and it says like not enough memory and, and you're like, oh, I need to delete something to get this research done so yeah i think those are are very good and also the visibility of the device that sometimes we think that if you need to attach something for the tie to the thigh it's it's a disadvantage but it might be an advantage because you just stick it once and then you yeah. don't really know this nobody else knows it's it's there so yeah they're very good good points Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, 
make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you're using. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.